Talk Recorded live.
Father God, Roshka the Kumboske the Gossession, the Kumburand the Gossession, Disco the Kumboska Randel Gossaka, Boske the Gossession, Randel Gorombosket the Gossandaka, Koske the Gossession, the Gossin, Raska the Gossede, Horombroske the Gossession, Raskaraka, Horandication, Duskarakanda, Horomboske, Shande the Gossa, Yere the Gosse, Homboske the Gossan, Raska, Shirgusse, Shada. We praise our name, Father God. Yerudoko, we glorify you. Roska de Kondaka. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yerukundeska de Kumbosaka. Horashiri de Kumbosa. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Alrighty. Are you ready to throw down? Yes, I is. Prayer and warfare. How much of this are we going to get through? Oh, Lord. Okay. All prayer ought to be spiritual. Alrighty. Unspiritual prayers are not genuine and can produce no positive result. Hmm. Hmm. Any comment on that, anybody? What could be an unspiritual prayer? Anybody got any comment or ideas? What What is he talking about? Don't nobody have anything to say. Okay. Unspiritual prayers are not genuine and can produce no positive result. What abundant spiritual success there would be were every prayer offered by believers on earth, in fact, spiritual. But sad to say, fleshly prayers are far too numerous. Okay. I'm going to stop it then. He's about to get into this. But we must go back to spirit, soul, and body. We must go back to our spirits praying. Not just us uttering words, which is what majority of us do. Now, and again, that's where we're going to start out at because we don't know no better. Holy Spirit has to teach and train us. Um, that's why I pray in the Spirit most of the time. And I don't have to even really be, get caught up in what to say and how to say. I let him flow through me. Um Unspiritual prayer is where you are praying your desire, where you are literally praying what you want to happen. I want to win the lottery. Lord, give me the numbers. I want this job. I want I want this husband or this wife. I, I want, I want, I want. Again, that's that's kind of how we all start off. And that's understandable. But spiritual prayer is literally when you are praying to get in the presence of God, 
to hear what God's desire is for whatever situation or circumstance that you're dealing with. Once you hear from this, once you get in the presence of God, then you hear from God what is his desires, then you begin to speak that out of your mouth. So literally, truthfully, you're really getting in accord when getting in one accord with what God desires for your life or your situation or circumstance. That's a spiritual prayer. That's a spiritual prayer. What abundant spiritual success there would be were every prayer offered by believers on earth, in fact, spiritual. But sad to say, fleshly prayers are far too numerous. Self-will found therein deprives them of spiritual fruitfulness. Right there, self-will. Self-will found therein deprives them of spiritual fruitfulness. Nowadays, Christians appear to treat prayer as a means to accomplish their aims and ideas. There we go. Self-will. What I want, what I desire, me, 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 me. I want a house. I want riches. I want success. Nowadays, Christians appear to treat prayer as a means to accomplish their aims and ideas. If they possess just a little deeper understanding, they will recognize that prayer is but man uttering to God what is God's will. Hmm. Hmm. Prayer. Let's try that again. If they possess just a little deeper understanding, they will recognize that prayer is but man uttering to God what is God's will. What is, what, what's really even the purpose? If it's God's will, why do we need to utter it? If this is what God desires, why do we need to speak that? Well, understanding spiritual laws, understanding that we we speak, we confess our future. Everything that you see, touch, or taste was spoken into existence. So literally when you're speaking, when you're praying, you're speaking, you're confessing. You're not only talking to yourself, you're talking to the spiritual forces out here, both good and bad. If they possess just a little deeper understanding, they will recognize that prayers but man uttering to God what is God's will. The flesh, no matter where displayed, must be crucified. It is not permitted even in prayer. Mm. No mixing of man's will in God's work is possible, for he rejects the best of human intentions and man's most profitable prospects. Wow. Mm. Y'all got that one? Read that again. No mixing of man's will in God's work is possible, for he rejects the best of human intentions and man's most profitable prospects. God does not will he should follow what man has initiated. Other than following God's direction, we have no right to direct him. We have no ability to offer, say, to obey God's guidance. God will do no work which originates with man, no matter how much man may pray. He condemns such praying as fleshly. Your spirit and your flesh wars against each other. There's no good things in the flesh. He hates the flesh. So when we get into our fleshly prayers and our fleshly ideas, didn't say it was a bad thing. Recognize it does not mean it's a bad thing, according to the world. But it's not a God-originated thing 
then God is not in it. You can go out here and start a homeless shelter. And it's a good thing. The world might give you applause. But if God didn't tell you to do it, then that's a good thing. But it has no eternal value. How could that have? How could that not have eternal value? I'm I'm doing a good thing. I'm 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 helping people get up off the street. Praise the Lord. That's a beautiful thing. But did God direct you to start it? See again. This is grad work, people, that we're talking about. As believers enter the true realm of the spirit, immediately they shall see how empty they themselves are. For absolutely nothing in them can impart life to others or work havoc upon the enemy, or wreck or work havoc upon the enemy. Instinctively they will therefore reckon on God. Prayer then becomes imperative. True prayer uncovers the emptiness in the petitioner, but the fullness in the petition. Unless the flesh has been reduced to a vacuum by the cross, what use is prayer and what can it possibly signify? <coughs> so, <clears throat> well, why not? Erica's prayer for Mark yesterday. Mark up. Sum it all up. I had to put you in a position to deflate you, to get you out of the way so that you will finally hear and do what I want you to do. That's the same thing he's saying right here. I got to get your flesh out of the way for it's a stumbling block. And the what's really thing about it is when you don't even recognize that it's your flesh. You don't even recognize that it's your desires. And again, it's a process. God's got to grow us up. But oh, yeah, that process is there. <laughs> Spiritual prayer does not proceed from the flesh, nor the thought, desire, or decision of the believer. Rather does it follow purely from that which is offered according to the will of God. How about I read that one one more time? Spiritual prayer does not proceed from the flesh, nor the thought, desire, or decision of the believer. Rather does it follow purely from that which is offered according to the will of God. Hmm. Spiritual prayer comes from the spirit of God, the will of God. Remember spirit, soul, and body. Our dead spirits now become alive, then we get a roommate called the Holy Spirit. That's where spiritual prayer comes from, when we commune with him, when we're in connection with him, when we're hearing his voice and speaking that which he wants us to speak. That's spiritual prayer. It is prayed in the spirit, that is to say, spiritual prayer is made after one has discerned the will of God in his intuition. Mm. It is prayed in the spirit. That's that spiritual component of your body, of your life. That is to say, spiritual prayer is made after one has discerned the will of God in his intuition. After one has heard what God's will for you is. You know, the Holy Spirit trains you with all of this. You're not going to start out with this automatically.
The command insisted upon in the Bible is to pray at all times in the Spirit, Ephesians 6 and 18. If that is not the way we are praying, we must be praying in the flesh. We should not open our mouths too hastily upon, upon approaching God. On the contrary, we first must ask God to show us what and how to pray before we make our request known to him. Okay, I'm going to go back through all of that again. The command insisted upon in the Bible is to pray at all times in the Spirit. Mm. Pray at all times in the Spirit. So yesterday, had Felicia singing in the Spirit. That's prayer. Had a, I've been late, I find myself sometimes just humming in the Spirit. That's prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is communication between you and God. So he says we must pray at all times in the spirit. If that is not the way we are praying, we must be praying in the flesh. It means we got our heads, what we think, how we feel, what, what's our understanding, what we desire, what we see. Now that one there is deep. Are you praying what you see in the natural or are you praying what you see in the spiritual? Because it's a huge difference. When you're praying what you see in the spirit, that means you're walking by faith and you're speaking what God has told you is going to happen. You're confessing, you're walking, and you're moving toward it. But boy, if you look at what's going on in front of you and you get caught up in that, and that both of them, see, that's the thing, both of those are realities. There's a spiritual reality and there's a natural reality. It's just a choice of which one you're going to believe. It's a choice of which one you're going to follow and fight for. Which one you're going to walk according to. And it gets hard. When you're looking at that mountain each and every day going, really? Really, really, God? I was walking through my building. That's where I was at this morning. I was on a stealth mission. Doom, 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 doom. But walking and you seeing that obstacle, that mountain that's in your life which is not moved, and you're going, okay, Lord, I'm going to still stand. <sighs> Give me the strength, Father. I guess I was in my building. I was just looking at it going, really, Lord? Really? really? I'm, I'm, I'm back down to nobody paying rent again. I'm like, really, Lord? But I'm still going to stand and believe him for a turnaround. And I still got to pay that mortgage. Yeah, I mean, see, these are the realities. And, and, and so I, I, I had I walked in my building. I was like, oh, oh, really, God? I just, oh. it was in my head. I've learned not to let it out of my mouth. Most of the time, I slip up every now and then and say some things. <clears throat> but I'm saying that's a reality. But I have to believe what my God is telling me is a reality, too. And I need to believe and walk in what my God is saying that and He what He's showing me and I need to pray in that manner so then me see what's going on in front of me. Hey brother. See, both of those are reality. Hey brother. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna challenge you somewhere right here. Okay. If you walk into both of them being a reality one of them inadvertently becomes a lie. Hmm. 
it's either he's God and he's going to fix it or he's God and he's not. Yes, it is what you see as what is what is real life. Mm. But that is not your reality in whom you believe. Mm. That is not to where your faith is in the reality that you got a $3,000 bill that is due every month and you don't seem to know how it's going to get done. That's not your reality. Your reality is where your faith is based in and your hope is promised upon, and that is on the word and who God is. Oh, Jesus. That he will make a way where there seems to be no way, where he will fix it when it seems it can't be fixed, mm-hmm. when he can give you an extension where they keep on looking at you and saying, what are you doing? When, they, when, he, when he can cause a man to give unto your bosom that you don't have room enough to receive. That's the reality of the faith that you have in whom you believe, not that it is going to be a bill regardless of every month that it comes. Mm. Both of them are true. They are factual, but one of them is what's, what one of them is, period. And one of them is subject to change. And we know what is, and we know what is subject to change. Mm. Mm. So, yes, both of them are true. Mm-hmm. But you could only have one true reality, and that is who you believe in and whose you are and and who are who you are becoming and whom, whose you are. Because at that point, realistically, that's, if that's the case, everything – can be have a double reality, and it doesn't. Mm. It's either he's God and he can heal you, or he's God and he can't. Mm. It's either he's God that sustains you, or he's God that lets you big. Mm. It's either he's God that fulfills all promises, or he's God that lies. Amen. I'm just saying. Hey Amen. I'm, I'm. I'm just listening. I'm, as you were saying, as you were speaking, what kept running through my mind is, uh, I don't know if it's Elijah or Alicia, but who had the servant, and he's and he panicked when he looked out the window and saw all of the horses are surrounding him, and he told him to go look again, but this time he saw the spiritual reality or the other realm where the spiritual army outweighed the natural army, and they surrounded the natural army. So right. as and that was kept going. I kept seeing that. Or look at David. He says, Father, shall I go up? He says, don't go up until you hear the going of the wind. Mm. He knew that there was no way for him to defeat the armies that were after him. But, God, you're so bad all by yourself that you're going to destroy my adversary with wind. Mm. Sir, you had 100,000 people to fight in the army. Then you had to basically bring it down to 300. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you basically confused the armies by clicking your swords together to make them think that you had more numbers then they had people. Mm. You caused a man to see a cloud the size of a man's hand to outrun a chariot. <laughs> with horses. 
I'm just, I'm just, I, I, this is not my opinion. I'm just walking in the book. Amen. You told the prophet to talk to the sun, which is the element mm. that basically is created to do whatever it's supposed to do because why it was created to be the element mm. on a spoken word. Mm. Let's get right back to talk about spiritual prayer. You told a donkey to look and tell the man, yeah. do you not see this angel of death slided to kill us right before us? The donkey didn't want to die. It wasn't a man. Wait. You told two little boys to go look over in the land that's low with milk and honey to come back and tell them that we are well able to possess the land. But all the old folks said that we were just going to die in the process of trying to get there. (laughs) It, 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 It is truly... A double reality. Mm. It really is. But what is our truth is what the reality is asking us. Right. What are we going to do? Who is going to Who's reporting who's report you don't believe? That's it. Right. If I didn't have you to basically go through nothing, you wouldn't have that experience. Or expectation. Or expectation. I, I left my job to go preach. My brother told me, well, you just could be broke. For one month, I was broke because I was frustrated, but did not check my Facebook page, did not check my messages, and before I left, provision was already waiting on me. I left there to go preach. When I left there to go preach, I had a message in my inbox asking me, hey, I need you to come take care of my mom. The week of me leaving to come to Atlanta. Amen. Then the patient's patient's son called my mom and said, please get Mark as soon as possible because I need him to take care of my mom because he did so well taking care of my dad. Mm. I'm so glad y'all got the same number because I didn't trust my mom with nobody else. Mm. Yesterday, taking care of her, I get another call. It's not that many hours, but I need somebody to take care of my husband. Six hours, I'm six hours in the day, seven days a week. Okay. Well, I don't want to pay much, but I I just need to do something. Okay. I. I've prayed, God, I know that I haven't started the agency like I should have. But just send them our way so we can get it started. Yeah. I had one. Now I have two. Amen. And the feelers are out there for the rest of the other people. And my aunt is at a facility now, a rehab facility. All she has to do is pass out the cards. But I just have to get her the cards. Mm-hmm. And, and and teach her 
don't look at the circumstances. Look outside of you so you can have faith. Mm. 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 That's deep. That, oh, shout out, mm. I mean, and that's exactly what we were saying about the double reality. Then all you have to look outside of it. You got to look outside of you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Because faith is not us. Ooh, hey, hey, hey. We are not faith. Mm. We are fallible people that basically have an infallible God who basically believes. Because it says this, if you have the faith just comparable to the size of a mustard seed, then, therefore, you can tell the mountain, be thou removed. Dang, have the faith mm. Mm. bigger than the mustard seed. It just said comparable oh. to. Mm, mm, mm. Because it says, if you have the faith the size, it didn't say of the mustard seed, but it said of the size of a mustard seed. So when you say size, that means it's comparable to something else, correct? Right now. There you go. There you go. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm just focusing on words right now. Yeah. If you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, if and then. <laughs> if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, then therefore you can have, the, tell, the sun, um, tell the mountain, be thou removed. If you don't have the faith the size of the mustard seed, the mountain's going to stay. If you're willing and obedient, then therefore you should eat the good of the land. If you're not willing and obedient, there's no land for you to basically eat of. But what are you going to do? As my brother asks us all the time, what are you feeding yourself? Mm, Who are you feeding more? What's more important? For you to eat or learn how to fish? What is it that you would have for God to do other than what he's doing to give you the response that you're asking of him to give you if you haven't done some of the simple things? Okay. Why are you in the same situation and condition you were in five years ago? Because you didn't believe. Because you didn't name it and claim it. Because you didn't do all these schism and isms. No. It's simply the fact that you just did not believe that he was enough God to bring you out of this. That's all it is to it. 
Because you can have what you say. You can do what it is that he said that you can do. You can be who he has said you to be. Why? Because it's in your DNA. It's already in you. Everything that you were created to do, everything that you were created to say, it's a part of your script. You have to find out what door it is that you that is locked that you have to tell to un, unlock and open, and it'll open. Because he says it's not going to door shall open. But you have to believe that that's the door for you to knock on before it get open. If God said for you to basically walk around and heal people, guess what you're supposed to do? No one should have to tell you to remind you that's what he said. <laughs> but every day, someone is reminding you on what he told you to do. Every day, someone has to basically push you towards destiny. Destiny is calling all of us, not just one of us. And I'm not talking about destiny to check out of this place. I'm saying everything that you were created to do is waiting on you to manifest. Everything that you were created to do is moaning and groaning waiting on you to become the true manifestations of the Son of Man to appear. That don't have nothing to do with no prayer line leader. That don't have nothing to do with us saying what God is saying for you to do, and then you do the exact opposite. When is enough going to be enough? When is your double reality going to be your catalyst to make you do something different and respond differently? When is life circumstances going to put you to the place where you say, you know what? God, all these years I've done Mark. I've done Sam. I've done Erica. Pam, Felicia, Vanessa, Renee, Nate, Regina, Arthur, Fanny, um, Mark, um, all of us. When is it going to come to the place where we have done enough of us, where if we didn't do us no more, we have done enough of us versus doing what he said. Because doing us has got us to the place where we are right now. Nowhere. Well. And 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 the challenge is is that I will stand flat footed and bold and look everybody eye to eye and tell everybody that if you're saying you're doing him, including myself, you're lying. Because why? You would be in a better place if you were doing him versus doing yourself. So my challenge today is 
out of the double reality, what is it that you were going to believe? Okay. The command insisted upon in the Bible is to pray at all times in the spirit. If that is not the way we are praying, we must be praying in the flesh. We should not open our mouths too hastily upon approaching God. On the contrary, we first must ask God to show us what and how to pray before we make our requests known to him. Have we not consumed a great deal of time in the past asking for what we wanted? Why not now ask for what God wants? Not what we want, but what he wants. If such be the case, then the flesh is provided no footing here. It takes a spiritual man to offer true spiritual prayer. Oh, shadow comboske discombo discarado combrande go say shadokomboko shandanda go say take it. I don't understand that, Lord. What is it? Repeat that, brother. I said I don't understand what he's showing me right now. I'm saying what 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 read read that statement read read that sentence again. Okay. The command assisted upon in the Bible is to pray at all times in the spirit. If that is not the way we are praying, we must be praying in the flesh. We should not open our mouths too hastily upon approaching God. On the contrary, we first must ask God to show us what and how to pray before we make our requests known to him. Have we not consumed a great deal of time in the past asking for what we wanted? Why not now ask for what God wants? Not what we want, but what he wants. If such be the case, then the flesh is provided no footing here. It takes a spiritual man to offer true true prayer. Okay, when people just go in to pray, it's, oh, God, oh, God, give me this and give me that. Versus when we're praying for one another, as well as we're about to pray for a situation, before we speak out of the flesh and humanity, we're praying into spirit to see where God will lead us to pray and then discern and ask for. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. That's why it says the flesh has no foothold there because why? We've removed Erica, Andre, Mark, Sam, Mark out of the equation mm-hmm. and then allowed the spirit to reign. But even before the spirit reigns, we communed with the spirit to ask us to tell us what it is that the spirit needs of us to proclaim here on this realm coming from that realm. Mm-hmm. 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 So before I say, God, heal my mom, Father, I'm asking you for your will to be done here on earth. But, Father, whatever it is that you'd have me to say here that you have already proclaimed there, download it to me so I can basically speak it and be an oracle versus being a child. Mm. 
Because child is fleshly, and it's already in my nature to ask what I want you to do for my mother. Mm. But oracle means that I have to say and do as you ask of me to do, and say it and believe that is what you're going to do, because flesh will always take over the nature because it depends on what I've been fed. Okay. All spiritual prayers have their source in God. God makes known to us what we ought to pray by unfolding to us the need, by giving that need the burden in our intuitive spirit. And that's exactly what you just said. You said what? Said I'm going to read it again. All spiritual prayers have their source in God. God makes known to us what we ought to pray by unfolding to us the need and by giving that need as a burden in our intuitive spirit. Right. Only an intuitive burden can constitute our call to pray. Yet, how we have overlooked many delicate registrations in the intuition through carelessness. Prayers burden in our intuition. Prayers which are not initiated or responded to in the spirit originate instead with the believer himself. They are therefore of the flesh, so that his prayer may not be fleshly, but may be effectual in the spiritual domain. The child of God also confesses weakness that he does not know how to pray, Romans 8 and 26 and petition the Holy Spirit to teach him. He next should pray according to his instruction. God gives us utterance to pray just as he gives us utterance to preach. The need for the former equals that of the latter. In acknowledging our total weakness, we then are able to depend on the movement of the Holy Spirit within our spirit for uttering his prayer. How empty that work is, which is done by the flesh. How likewise fruitless is that prayer which is offered in the flesh. Mm. 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 So basically, going back to what Mark said, that he just reiterated it in his book. It says, all spiritual prayers have their source in God. So first and foremost, it comes from God. God makes known to us what we ought to pray by unfolding to us the need and being given that need as a burden and our intuitive spirit. So, the situation presents itself. Perfect example. A lot of times, I go, hmm, I'll let somebody else pray about it because I don't feel led for me to pray about it. When Pam called me the other day, I was walking to the truck and said, I'm going to let Mark pray about it. I let Mark pray over. You got to listen to the Holy Spirit in his direction. Only an intuitive burden can constitute our call to pray. Yet how we have overlooked many delicate registrations in the intuition through our carelessness. 
that's the importance of, that's why I always say, <clears throat> Holy Spirit to train you. To train you. Because it's a process. You got to get used to his spirit. You got to get used to, to how he moves, what he's saying. So it's a process. You're not going to just get it overnight. Our prayers should never exceed the burden of intuition. Prayers which are not initiated or responded to in the spirit originate instead with the believer himself. They are therefore of the flesh. So if it's not your spirit that's initiating a prayer, where is it coming from? It's coming from your soul. Coming from your flesh nature, which is carnal, which is not of God. <coughs> so that his prayer may not be fleshly, but may be effectual in the spiritual domain, the child of God ought to confess his weakness that he does not know how to pray. Okay, right there. See, the thing about it in this walk as a whole. God's gonna to continue to have you expose yourself and to Him and find out that you're not that you're not capable, that you're weak. See, we want to walk in ourselves. We want to have. We want to hold. And God is going to continuously expose you to yourself and get you to humble yourself before Him. Child of God ought to confess his weakness that he does not know how to pray and petition that the Holy Spirit teach him. He should next pray according to his instruction. <coughs> Father, teach me how to pray. And then he'll begin to speak to you and show you and instruct you. And you'll grow in it. God gives us utterance to pray just as he gives us utterance to preach. The need for the former equals that of the latter. In acknowledging our total weaknesses, then we are able to depend on the movement of the Holy Spirit within our spirit for uttering his prayer. How empty that work is which is done by the flesh. How likewise fruitless is that prayer which is offered in the flesh. Not only should we pray with the spirit, we should pray with the mind also. All righty then. In praying, these two must work together. A believer receives in his spirit what he needs to pray and understand in his mind what he has received. The spirit accepts the burden of prayer while the mind formulates that burden in prayerful words. <clears throat> Only in this way is the prayer of a believer perfected. How often the Christian prays according to the thought in his mind without possessing any revelation in his spirit. He becomes the origin of the prayer himself. But true prayer must originate from the throne of God. It is initially is sensed in the person's spirit, next is understood by the mind, and finally is uttered through the power of the spirit. Man's spirit and prayer are inseparable. So, our mind, but what is he saying? Your mind will get the understanding after the revelation has come through your spirit. Your mind will get the understanding after the revelation has come through the Spirit. That's how God has ordained for this process to work. <clears throat> to be able to pray with the Spirit, a Christian must learn first to walk according to the Spirit. No one can pray with the Spirit if during the whole day he walks out to the flesh. Uh-oh. So that's telling me that I've got to be in connection with God. 
on a continuous basis. So that means that we have graduated from 15 minutes to perpetual. Mm, What does it mean to pray in the spirit always? We must pray always? Because when you started out about teaching us that at least give God 15 minutes, Okay. We're talking about graduate classes and 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 and, and doctorate and postdoc classes. Um, at that point, we now have to be in tune with the spirit for versus us responding carnally. Mm-hmm. We pray, like the scripture says, men ought always pray. Mm-hmm. That if that wasn't what we were supposed to, if that's not what we were created to do, that's not what he would have said. Mm. That wasn't a question. That was a statement, and statements are affirmed by action. Mm. So because it's affirmed by action, it was something to get us from the place of 15 minutes mm. to always. Mm-hmm. Because everything happens through us throughout this life, where that's why sometimes we wake up praying in the spirit out of our sleep because mm-hmm. our spirit is making intercession for us. Because why? We aren't doing what we're supposed to be doing in our natural state of when we are awakened. So, therefore, God has to basically deal with us in a sun- subconscious state that allows us to commune so he can still have a grasp and a hold of us to do what he desires of us to do because of the fact that he needs us to commune with him. And when we are not praying, there is no communion. When we're not praying, there is no two-way conversation. When we're not praying, we're not saying anything to him, nor is he relating anything to us. But then we're the first ones to say, well, why is God always talking to somebody else? (laughs) He can't talk to you. Who else is he going to talk to? Oh, I know who he's going to talk to. Because if he said, if you don't do it, the rock is going to crowd in your place. He's talking to the rock. There you go. There you go. God of Madeline. You said, I'm Madeline? Mm-hmm. How do you think he feel? Mm. He created you, Adam, and you, Eve, to commune, but y'all more worried about being naked. So that tells me that you are more worried about the frailties of life than you are the giver of the frailty that has given you life. But you don't you're not worried about how he feels. It was the statement of what would God do was not for us to just think that we were God. The statement was to consider his feeling in the process of how he would respond and how he would desire for us to respond if we were communing with him and knew his true actions. 
knew his true heart, knew his true desires of how he would have us to respond in his absence. But we just respond however the heck we want to respond to. Guess what? Because I won't do it because I feel like doing it. I'm going to respond however I want to respond because that's how God told me to respond. And then God is looking at all of us like, that's not what I said. That's not even my character. You're acting of your own volition because why? I can come down here and tell them that you are acting on my behalf. But because everything is looked and and under the everything is godly now, people can say anything and and we believe it because that's what that's what they said. God said, versus um, trying the spirit by the spirit to see if it is of God. But you can't try the spirit if you're not in the spirit to know that that was a lie. And it was the adversary, and it was no more the truth than the man looking at us in the moon. But we're going to believe it because that's what they said. But knowing, the Bible says that the devil knows the scriptures just like we do. (laughs) No, the devil knows the scriptures better than we do because we don't look in the book. We don't read the book. As old as everybody is on the line, I can honestly say if 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 we have not read the whole Bible from end to end, it's a problem. I'm thirty eight and I know I've read it a few times. If you can't say that, that's a problem. I'm just saying. All right, Jay. Be able to pray with the spirit. A Christian must learn first to walk according to the spirit. No one can pray with his spirit if during the whole day he walks after the flesh. The state of one's prayer life cannot be too greatly disconnected from the condition of his daily walk. The spiritual condition of many too often disqualifies them from praying in the spirit. The quality of a man's prayer is determined by the state of his living. How could a fleshly person offer spiritual prayer? A spiritual person, on the other hand, does not necessarily pray spiritually either, for unless he is watchful, he shall also fall into the flesh. Nonetheless, should the spiritual man pray often with his spirit, his very praying shall keep his spirit and mind continually in tune with God. Praying exercises the spirit, which in turn is strengthened through such exercises. Negligence in prayer withers the inner man. Nothing can be a substitute for it, not even a Christian work. Many are so preoccupied with work that they allow little time for prayer. Hence, they cannot cast out demons. 
Prayer enables us first inwardly to overcome the enemy and then outwardly to deal with him. All who have fought against the enemy on their knees should see him routed upon the rising up. Mm. <clears throat> so we got to pray. We need to be in cut touch. We need to be walking in the spirit. We need to let the spirit guide us. Now the spiritual man grows stronger through such exercises. For if a believer prays often with the spirit, his spiritual efficiency shall be increased greatly. He will develop sharp sensitivity in spiritual affairs and will be delivered from all spiritual dullness. So what is he saying? Exercise your faith. Exercise it. Work on it. That's why I continue to tell you on the line. Speak in tongue. Build up your spirit. Pray in the spirit. Let the Holy Spirit teach and train you. The more and more you do it, the more and more you'll be familiar. You'll you'll be a sensitive. The current need of spiritual Christians is to learn by God's revelation in the Spirit how to detect the enemy's attacks and subsequently through prayer to disclose it. He should quickly understand any movement in the Spirit so that he may achieve immediately through prayer what God desires him to accomplish. Prayer is work. I'm going to stop that right there. Because if you have not gotten to the point in your walk where you truly get an understanding that prayers work, then you're fooling yourself and you're missing it. If you have not gotten to the point, and, now again, we're talking about grad work here. Now, we ain't talking about all other stuff. We're talking about this is graduate training right now. It says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if you have not gotten to the point where sometimes, like Felicia, when she was praying the other day and I had her pushing and I had her pressing and I kept getting push, push, and she could feel the pull. If you have not begun to have those type of experiences, then you're really fooling yourself. You're really not spiritually praying. You're still uttering out of your mouth and out of your head. And I don't mean that as a slight, I mean that as an awareness, as a wake-up call to say, hey, I'm missing it. So now, that's at the point where, Lord, okay, ain't got that. Okay, Lord, this is a conversation you need to have, you and your God. Lord, if that is the case, if I am really not miss, if I'm missing and I'm not really where I need to be, would you please come in and show me? That's the conversation you need to have with your God. That's what you need to pull on in your quiet time. Turn off your TVs, your phones, your Facebooks, and just get into an area, your closet. Have that conversation with your God. Right now, your God. Not my God, your God. Lord, if, if what this man is saying is, is has some truth in my life, in my life, would you please come and show me and train me, because I don't want to just be running off at the mouth thinking that I'm saying, and I can't know, you're rambling, you're rambling, you're rambling. And all you're really doing is just wasting time. You really are. But if you would truthfully have that conversation with God, he will begin to enter in and show you. So you ain't got to believe me, Matt. You can say I'm crazy as heck. Don't pay no attention. Go have a conversation with God. 
Go have that conversation with God. He will enter in and begin to show. And see, let me let me be real. And all of us at some point are, are missing it. All of each, me, Mark, Erica, all, all of us at some point are, are not where we need to be. You know why? Because we got this meat suit on. But understand there are levels, and we need to keep, what does he say, exercising. We need to keep working at it. That's why we get on this call, hopefully. If it's just something for you to do because you just ain't got nothing better to do with us, whatever. I'm doing what's required for me to do at this time. And, and when that burden is lifted, I'm gone. I don't know who's going to run the call. It won't be me. Anyway. The current need of spiritual Christians is to learn by God's revelation in his spirit how to detect the enemy's attack and subsequently through prayer to disclose it. He should quickly understand any movement in the spirit so he may achieve immediately through prayer what God desires him to accomplish. Prayer is work. The experiences of many of God's children demonstrate that it accomplishes far more than it does any form of work. It is also warfare, for it is one of the weapons in fighting the enemy. However, only prayer in the spirit is genuinely effectual. Praying in the spirit is most productive in attacking the enemy or resisting his wiles. It can destroy as well as build up. Whatever issues from sin and Satan, it destroys, but whatever belongs to God, it edifies. Prayer is thus one of the most significant instruments in spiritual work and warfare. Yes, spiritual war and warfare turn on the matter of prayer. If a believer fails in prayer, he in fact fails in everything. And that is our lesson for today. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh-huh. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Okay. And a good lesson it was. Oh, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mark. I'm headed back to the desk. <laughs> well, I'm going to pray for you real quick, Ness. Is that all right? Yes, sir. Oh, Father God, this woman died. Mm. Mm. Father, I want to share with my sister right now, Lord. I want to share and exchange. You say every joint supply of one another. She needs some strength from her brethren right now, Lord. See, the enemy's trying to pull her back to where she was, and God is saying, no, no, this is my daughter. Her desire is to press on. She's just at a hard point right now. But, God, see, this is our sister. Ooh, wow. And we are lifting up and edifying and sharing with our sister right here. Ooh, right now. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, Jesus. I see a whirlwind inside of you, woman of God. Mm, you know what? See, I, I, I see what's going on and why you feel so intense in this struggle right now because the devil is, it, it ain't about your job, babe. It's about what's inside of you. And he knows when you get to this other point that God is getting you to, he will not be able to stop you. So he's doing everything now to put
pull you back and keep you overwhelmed and burdened so you can't hear and move according to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Because, see, once you firmly get established and you hear, and you see and you trust, you talk about a transformation. Oh, Jesus. So he's fighting tooth and nail for your destiny right now. Don't let him win. You stand and you stand there for, and you let the word of God perfect you in all things, and you trust in him. You trust in him. You trust in him. You go to the Holy Spirit and say, Father God, what is it that you want me to do today? Father God, every day I can tell you when you pull up to your job, you confess over your job that you have this God. You've given me the domain over this. I become a warrior in the spirit and tell that job that you are ruling in the name of Jesus. They're not going to push you around. Your battle is the spiritual, and it will make the natural line up. So stand firm and trust and watch God move. Ooh, shout out, Uncle Sir. They can't. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And I shall. And I everything shall. that Sam said, I was I, I honestly promise you that I saw I, I saw it. It was amazing that he was saying that because the the first thing that I saw was that after the conference you had a breakthrough. Yes. At the conference yes. you had a breakthrough. And then I did. after that hell start breaking loose to make you go back to that place. And then mm-hmm. because I saw I saw your aura being bright and shiny, but then it was like the 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 darkness was creeping back. And 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 what and just what Sam was saying is true that you you have to get to a place to where you have to know that God is going to do what he said, but you cannot allow yourself to backtrack. Absolutely. Whenever you feel it coming. And, and I don't know where you're going to church at. I don't. And it's not about going to a specific place. But I, I'm going to encourage you to do this. Mm-hmm. Because Erica is the closest one to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying join her church. But I am saying sometimes when you know you need strength. Yes. Go visit. I can do that. Yes, I can. I can do that. And I, like I said, I'm not telling you to leave where you are, but I'm saying where you know when you need strength and you just look at each other, you already know what the situation is. You ain't got to say nothing. Yes. That's what. That's my. That's my desire for you to do because I, I promise you, if you go back to seven times, worse is there waiting on you. I know it. I know it, and I refuse to. I know it. Yeah. And, and Mama, I'm telling you, leave him alone. Let him go through his process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've already taught him. He knows the way. He knows the word, and he knows who God is. So let him have his bid with where he is because he has to come back because that's what you gave him to. You gave him to the Father. Yes. So how do you basically give a gift to God himself and then the gift says, no, I don't want it? don't have an option. But what you have an option to do is pray and praise instead of worry. Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Okay, you guys, I'm headed on back. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, you. Anybody else? Anybody else? <sighs> Hello? Yes. This Dora. I'm in prayer today. Is who? Dora. Dora the Explorer? Dora the Explorer. Swipe for no swiping. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it all the time, so I don't take it personal. Oh, you know it's not personal for me. You know ain't nothing but love. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all righty. Let me see, Mark. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh-uh. I'm going to let you go, Spiper. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got jokes. Okay. Spiper goes Spike. Spiper Miss Dora, yeah, the cosquera, the combosca, the combo, rande, shade, the combosca, rande, the cosse, deke, de comboco, rande, the cosaca. Hmm, interesting, Father. Yeah, I see a lot of what we were praying for, Vanessa, also applies to you as well. It's like, it's like you're kind of, oh, Jesus. Wow. Okay, this just shifted real, real big. Mm. Oh, Father God. Mm. I don't know if you were on the line yesterday when I was praying for Erica. And I basically told her that she's going to walk and she's going to begin to start establishing things for other people. And one of them, I said, includes you and Punch. I really see some things pulling on you that are trying to keep you from pushing on. I see an element of fear which is strong with you. And it's going to, I'm going to be real, it's going to take a while to get really get it out of you because there's a lot of other factors that are involved. It's some time. But God does not want you to Mm. God does not want you to press on. So what he's doing, what he's doing is he has strategically united you, Erica, and punched together in a way which will strengthen all of you all, and you'll get to where you need to go even quicker. So I'm going to tell you right now, one of the things that we do, and you might not know it, is me, Mark, and Eric, at this point in time, it done kind of changed, like, because it kind of gets together. But once a week, we get together in prayer. And we pray for each other, and plus whatever whatever, whatever else is on our heart or mind. You and, you and your Punch need to start doing that once a week. You two get together in prayer. I didn't say play. I said prayer. Because, see, both of you all got some stuff that need to be worked out and transformed. 
And if it, it's a applicable time, you can, you can drag Erica into it too. But I'm saying primarily you two need to do that because, see, you got to get to this next level. And it's going to take a lot of transformation and work. It's going to take a lot of things because, see, there's a door that's coming. There's an opportunity that's going to be presenting itself. But, see, that fear element is going to keep you from seeing it and from walking into it. So it's essential, and I'm, I'm not trying to get, I'm going to reiterate this, it's essential that you and Punch get together once a week and pray on behalf of each other, plus whatever it is. And you know what, I'm going to say this too. Not only do you two need to pray for each other, but you need to pray for the opportunity, because we just talked about spiritual prayer. Because, see, when it comes, you need to see it. Because if not, you'll walk right by. You won't even know that door. That door has Dora's name on it because you're not connected and sensitive to enough to what, what God is trying to show you. And let me tell you something else. <clears throat> Ooh, what does Stanley just say about, about people, ideas, but he likes people who have solutions? A lot of times opportunities are framed by problems. Opportunities are framed by turmoil, but if someone, again, from who has that spiritual sensitivity and revelation can see and be able to walk in that problem and turn it around into an opportunity. God's got a lot that's coming your way, a lot that's on your plate, so now the work begins. Now, really, the work begins. You all, just like you go to the gym and work out, need to anyway. We go to the gym and work out. You need to, you and Punch need to get together and start working out. Y'all need to get together once a week and pray. I done said that about three or four times because it's important. Because I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to be improperly trained. I don't want you to be, don't see it, not prepared. Because it's coming. It's coming. So start getting ready now. So that when it does appear, you'll be prepared. You won't be trying to run out and get your oil for the lamp once the bridegroom comes. You already have your oil because you'll be a wise woman. And that is my prayer for you today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. <coughs> amen. Good morning. Um, um, what, what I will say to you is this, is that even you yourself, just like Vanessa can't be distracted about the circumstances regarding your children. We all love our children. We all um, want the best. But we as parents can't make the decisions for them in order for it to be right, even though we see that they can make a different decision. And I, I do believe that it is not the fact that you're worried more about your children than you are about your grandchildren. And I think that that is what you're most concerned with is the grandbabies versus the actual children. But you're praying for the grandbabies to basically have the parents make the right decisions for their benefit. And the only thing that you can do is put it on the altar and understand that if God still has you watching over, he's still in the position of making these things work on your behalf and how you see it fit for him to move. So don't leave the post. Don't get frustrated. Just pray and, and seek after the Father in honesty. 
sometimes if you're not seeing the true manifestation, some of the things that the old folks would say is that, Nana, you got to push your plate back for a couple weeks and just fast as well as pray and then see the salvation of God and see how he works. Okay, thank you. Okay. All righty then. Okay. All right, I'll do my cabbage juice, and then who else wants prayer? What was that? I'm about to do my cabbage juice, and then I'm going to pray for whoever. Okay. Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Big old fat face marshmallow. There you go. Oh, Father God, let me pray for marshmallow. It's like she's going to be entering to a place of peace. But I also see some burdens that she's carrying. It's some weight of something that she's carrying. Whatever it is, she's got to work it out for herself. You can't work this out for her. Okay. Kind of like what Mark just said about, you know, Mark about Dora and her children and grandchildren. You can petition God. Can go to the altar, but she's got to go through this herself. Mm-hmm. As I often say, you know, we have to learn how to mentor and not mother. This is because again, it's just it's it's her it's her walk. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. I mean, you know, you just got to let her bump her head and get a, get get the hell knocked up out of her. Then maybe she'll be able to listen a lot more clear, and and need to be done in a position of not nagging and not even mothering but when the time I mean you drop some plan some water God gives an increase if God tells you to say something to drop a seed say it leave it alone you do not need to nag you do not need to be I told you so or you read no 
when opportunity presents itself, then you, she might receive what needs to be said. And we know our children, a lot of times, they don't receive from us initially. They'll receive it from somebody else first. So just let her walk this path. Again, you can go before God and pray and petition and stand, yes, but for the most part, you got to let her go through this. You got to let her make a mistake. You got to let her lick her wounds and find out, yeah, that that, that rock hurts when I hit my head on it. Because she's got to grow up. So, Father God, I'm just asking that you continue to, to speak to your child, continue to move in her life, continue to reveal to her how to walk with the fullness of the edification of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to tell you, thank you for confirmation with that because this past Saturday, a relative was, was just rehashing over and over again. I said, you know something, let it go. Because she's, she's got to realize. Mm-hmm. Ain't no sense in getting blood pressure raised or anything like that. For something that she has to wake up and open her eyes to. And so they were like, but, but. I said, no, there's no but to it. And the person I was talking to, see, they like to rehash stuff just to have something, just to hear words come out their mouth. Mm-hmm. I said, no. I said, this is something that she's putting to her wheel of a decision, and she's got to work through it. I said, uh, see, on me, on the other hand, I'll be sitting over here trying to worry, and she's still sitting up here doing more unnecessary stuff, which if I just would have put her on the altar, prayed on it, and gone about my business, then it won't be so intense. Because people tend to go against you harder when you're trying to show them something that's going to be beneficial for them. And I've, um, like with the analogy for my dad when he was living, the doctor told him that if he didn't want to have his oxygen, if he didn't want to be put on oxygen, he has to stop smoking. Okay. I took cigarettes away from him. I kept reminding him. Other family members came over. He asked for a cigarette. They gave it to him. Okay, I started realizing out of the stash of me taking away from him, he was treating it like a game. And I had told him, I said, now, see, this is your lung. You told the doctor that you didn't want to be on the oxygen tank. But you're just going to be defiant with me. But, see, now you're even smoking harder trying to show me that you're going to do what you want to do. But guess what? This is your decision. It's not my decision. So when you decide when you want to quit smoking, you let me know. You go back all your cigarettes, and this is what you're going to have to do for you. I can't do it for you. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the week, he came to me. He said, I stopped. I said, you sure? He said, yeah, I stopped. I'm not doing anything more. I said, okay. Well, but, 
Sorry. But what you were talking about today, we got to get out of the shallow and go into the deep. Because while we're in the shallow, our head is still above water. But when we get in the deep, we claim to be too afraid to go on and take on that challenge. But then, too, it's letting go of quite a few things while you go deeper. Because everything you can't take with you. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, what you can say is that um, this is for all of us, and, and I remember I remember the day that um, one of my coworkers, one of my employees, told me this, and she was telling me this in in response to my boss at the time. She said, "Let silence be your loudest scream." <laughs> And I remember telling us that the next day after she told me that, it, how it wrecked my world because she said sometimes it is best for you to say nothing and that be your shout versus you keep on screaming and people silencing you out. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Because like this morning, every morning, every morning, my dear mother calls me talking to me about those dogs. <laughs> I can, this morning, I had—I promise you, my phone was dead from 6 to 8 o'clock. I cut my phone on at 8.08. The first person like normal who calls me every morning is my mother, which I appreciate, and I'm glad that she does call. But she got to talking about them dogs this morning. I said, Mom. I said, please do not call me anymore every morning about dogs. I see them when I walk in the door. They bark. I take care of them. So don't remind me about dogs. If you have, you can call me and say good morning. But I don't want you to hear me. I don't want to hear about them dogs no more. Because when I'm silent, I don't say nothing. And I'm not going to disrespect her, nor am I going to scream. But it, it comes to a place where I, I'm saying, my silence today was, Mom, please don't call me about the dogs. Because normally I'd be frustrated and I'd be upset and irritated. Oh, Can't imagine. So today I was very calm and I said, Mom, and this was, I mean, I, I said words, but comparative to how I normally respond, this was my silence. Just like your silence was, Okay, I'm not going to try to stop you doing this anymore. When you're ready to stop, you will. Mm-hmm. It's that same thing. It's not reacting the way that you normally would react. Just like you're saying, pushing her away from whatever her decision is is going to make her want to do that decision much more because the first thing she's going to tell you is, I'm grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> so you take your grown self. And do whatever you're going to do and take me out the equation. And when you need me, I'm there. But until then, you take your grown self and do whatever you're going to do and basically make it happen. I'm happy if you do and I'm happy if you don't. I have my own desires, but I'm not going to basically tell you 
what my desire is no more because you already know and you've already decided to do the opposite of what my desire is, so I'm not going to talk to you about this no more. That's it. Yeah, because out of that situation, you, you you plant a seed. If the seeds are already been planted, then give it its room to go through its um, twists and turns in order for it to grow. But then, too, in the meantime, I'm not letting that come in as a controlling hindrance over me and my life either. It was a lady, she was she lived in Chicago, she had a daughter. Her daughter got into a whole bunch of stuff and she said um a week before her daughter had passed away, her daughter told her that um she was gonna quit because she doesn't like what she's doing. The mother said, okay. She said, can't nobody else change this around but you. You got to be willing to be open to change. Okay, so the daughter, she had went and did something, and she told other some other people that this was going to be her last time. Okay, things that happened, she got caught up in a crossfire and died. Um, the authorities went and told her mom what had happened, and they was uh, they was amazed on how calm her mom was. And her mom had told them about the conversation and had said that this is what she chose. Now, last time I talked to her, she told me she was going to change. She said, don't get me wrong. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I lost my daughter. I can't blame it on society because, see, she made a choice. And the only thing that we can do is to put them on the altar, pray for them, and hope that, you know, and, you know, with a vision of them finding a better clue. We had many people who prayed for us when we went through our stupid thinking. Some of the stuff we was able to go back and apologize for, some of the things that we just scratched our head and said, okay, now I understand what they're saying. It makes sense. And it gave us a better attitude. But I'm not a person that's up for hollering at anybody. I try to keep. I try to keep that. <laughs> I try to keep that under control as mo- much as possible. Because I realized a long time ago, hollering at somebody and looking for them to do for what you're saying for them to do is not really going to produce too much. But you with high blood pressure and your health messed up.
Now, you can suggest, you can say something. If it gets into their spirit in order to understand or try to do better, okay, fine. Okay, you still just got to go ahead and knock your head up against that brick. Okay, that's what you chose to do. So, Sam, could you pray for me next? Sure. Okay, thank you. Father God, I'm praying for Nene. Robert's got to go say she'll go boss, get it going boss, get it going say she'll go soccer. Brandy go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll go Sarakandaka, she'll go say there. Father God, as she walks this path, open her eyes to see. Give her a deeper revelation as you continue to perfect all things that concern of her. Let the word increase in her, Father. Let your anointing increase in her, Lord. It is through this that she will begin to grow and to blossom into the fullness of who you called her to be. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Amen. Hey, I got a tougher one um, coming up for next week. I have to go up to Wisconsin and take care of my mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and she has Alzheimer's. So she's got like five questions that she would ask you on the daily over and over again. I know that's going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Mm -hmm. But I look at it like this, too, because she's she's up there with my sister and brother-in-law. Okay, they're asking me to help out by coming up there and helping and staying with her for five days. So five days I can do. They've been doing it now for like about two and a half years. Mm. So I'm not going to complain. That is my mom, and I'm going to go ahead. and Because uh, I was trying to find a way to get up there anyway to see what I can do to help out. But in the meantime, um, they need to go through it because out of the people that's in my family, when they got sick or ill, I was the one that was being the the fall person. So I had to tell them that, you know, this stuff don't get no easier and that I needed a break. So... I understand what what they're going through, and um, it's going to be a mighty – I'm going to pray that it's a pleasant five days and not seem like it's a long, drawn-out five days. So if you can pray for me for that, that would be much, much, much welcome. You still there? Okay, no. 
for once, bro. I want prayer. Um, Renee just asked you to pray for something as well. I don't know if you heard it. You want me to pray for Renee? Okay, just my strength to make it through these um, five days. Father God, continue to impart and strengthen her. Continue to reveal to her how to draw closer to you. Continue to allow your word to perfect her. Continue to speak into her heart those things that are needed so she can continue to seek your face and do what you want her to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right. I'll pray for your list, Aresia. Let me start off with the children. Thank you, Father God. You're the all right, that's the children. Now I get the adults. What's going to go say? Should I 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 go now the businesses and entities and stuff like that still like that oh okay oh father god all right, so we got all of them peepers. Let me do my list. Uh, Lorenzo, you got a gentleman called you. Harvey, you got Iris, you got Angie, you got Brandy, you got Kyle, 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 you got K
just, I guess, about the new journey as a whole. The new journey that I'm getting ready to embark on professionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. Okay. Well, Lord. Your daughter is seeking you for everything that she needs as she continues to move along this path. She has already said yes to the path, Father. She's just seeking your direction, your face, your timing, your strength, whatever is needed. And, Father, even your courage. Because any time that she will look to herself, any time that she will look with her resources, with her knowledge, any time that she looks within herself, Lord, she's going to become afraid. going to become afraid, Lord, and Father, that's the process that's necessary needed to make her get out of her head and to walk in you. You have brought her such a long way, Lord. It's not a question if you will carry her. She just needs help in continuing to seek your face. So Holy Spirit, just be the Holy Spirit. Move, mentor, and guide her. It's so much that's coming her way, Father, that she's really not going to have a time to think. She's going to have to hear clearly and say, is this from God? Do I need to do how, what, when, where, and why? And then move, trust, and believe. That's the course that's set in front of her. The figuring out, the analyzing, all of that. No, not now. Apostle. It's time for you to go start and establish some things. Mm, you didn't like that one at all. I know that just made you go, you know what? Just Every time I say that word to you, Apostle, you just cringe, huh? Oh, so what you like, Deborah Moore? Prophetess and judge. Well, you all qual you qualify for all of the above. God has uniquely trained and positioned you. Now hear his voice. What you don't see is the effectiveness that you're already having on so many people that are around you. So many people, this lives you're touching, even if it's just your walk. You don't see that. And it doesn't matter because that's not what's motivating you anyway. You know, you gave me that word and I wanted to slap you. But you know that word applies to you. That's what your true motivation is. You're just trying to be obedient. You're just trying to be that good and faithful steward. Mm. 
because you want to hear his voice say, this is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. Who shout out Kumbasaka. That's your motivation. That's your heart's desire. So just continue to move in the fullness of the anointing and the calling that is upon your life. Continue to walk beyond yourself. Ain't no reason to be intimidated by your father. But that's coming too. When you're going to have to lay hands and minister to him. You've done it before, so what else is new? But see, it's a whole other level that you got to go deep in. And it's going to touch him where he needs to be touched. And I'm going to, oh, are you going to hate me again on this one? Because you're the only one that can touch him there. Oh, shy out of course, that Mm. The very thing, the very thing he will reject from the very person is the very thing that he needs, and you're the only one that can deliver it. So that time is coming, too. (laughs) So you just continue to walk, move, flow in the fullness of the capacity that God ordained you to walk in. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Ah, now this is when she said, Amen. Now what word is that that I gave you that you gave me back? Mm, Obedience. Mm, Oh, you don't remember that word when you gave it to me when when you was passing out them little white sheets of paper? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. I remember that rock. (laughs) Nah, I just threw it back at you. Anything else? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I said it was a word. You said it was a rock. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I guess you got hit, huh? Ouch. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, anybody else? I don't have Edion over here to entertain me today. Yes, sir. Hey, what up, bro? How you at? How you making it, young man? I'll do it, you. That was a good word this morning. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Up, man. I learned a whole lot. Oh, that's beautiful. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Like my grandma said, used to say, said, boy, you think you know something, don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more we know, the more we, more is presented to us that we don't know. You right about that. So, yeah, I feel you. Yes, sir, you, you can pray for me if you like. Well, surely, but I'm going to have Erica pray for you first, then I'm going to follow up after her. <laughs> Recia. I'm still here. Oh. Amen. Amen. 
Amen, Father. Koshere Mike Shasara, DK Shere, Sotoro Moho Shara, Keshi Sere Mihe Sike, Soto Moho Shere Ke Shara, Sotoro Moho Sheke Sire, Soko Shara Mike Shi Sere, Sotoro Moho Shara Ka, Keshere Sotoro Moho Shere, Koshere Mike Shara. So, Rod, what I see is, you know, a statue or a statuesque comparable to that of, like, the Emmy, you know, and it's it's a figure, you know, like the Emmy, you know, a male figure. Um, and it's like most of it is up under the light. And it's like a part of it is in, not in darkness, but it's covered by a shadow. And so it's, I guess you're contemplating over something. Not necessarily that it's a struggle. Not that it's a um, struggle or anything, but it's like something that either you're pondering over in your thought process. Keshe Sere Moko Shara, Sike Shere, Sotoromoho Shara, Keshe Sere, Sotoromoho Shere, Seke Shere, Sotoromoko Shara, Koshere Meke Shere, Sotoromoho Shara, Koshi Sere Meke Shara, Sotoromoho Sheke Shire, Sitaramoho Shere, Sotoromoho Shara. And pretty much, um, don't ponder over it too long. Um, it might, it, it appears to be something that you're giving more thought to than necessary. Mm. God has already, you know, directed you. You already know. He's already told you. And whatever it is, you're, you know, I guess basically toying with the thought. Thank you. And I don't know if it's something, if you're toying with it because it's something that you don't. You know, you don't necessarily want to do, or I don't know, but yeah, don't don't you know labor yourself over the unnecessary mental work that you're putting into it. You're giving it more mental work than it, than necessary. Amen. Koshere mehe shara, meke shosoro, mo koshi sere keshere, keshe sara moho shere, sotoro mo koshara, se keshere sotoro moho shara, si keshere sotoro moho shere, seke. So really, just um, just take a step forward and do what God told you to do. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.
All righty. I guess it's my turn now, huh? I know Rob be like, y'all don't play fair. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all be all up in my Kool-Aid? Oh, shoot. It's all good. It's all good. All righty, Lord. What you got for this man of God here? Hmm. <laughs> Run the negotiation, the negotiation. Run the go, run the run, 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 run. Negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. Run the go. Hmm. Hmm. God is not giving you a spirit of fear, and that's what she was touching on. Because what happened, it was already kind of sort of happened. The more you dwell on that, the more you're giving strength to fear and not to faith. Trust and believe, and step out. I mean, true true faith is stepping out. True faith is action. True faith is moving. Say, faith without works is dead. So is you what you have, dead faith? Go ahead and step out. God is giving you instructions, specifications, and direction. So now I'm going to ask for God to give you some courage. Mm. Courage to stand up and to rise, to move in the fullness of what he's called you to do. Not to back down. Mm. Not to let you get in the way. But to allow the spirit of God, mm, the anointing of Christ to begin to stir up inside of you right now. Father God, I'm asking for you just begin to stir inside of his spirit, man, right now. I'm asking you just begin to become a blaze in the spirit, man, right now. I'm asking for you just to begin to move <laughs> and move. Yeah, that's it right there, right there, right there. Now, that's that fire from God. <clears throat> that's that same fire that you will feel as you're moving out to do what he's called you to do. That burning, that flame, that zeal, that passion, all of that, as you're doing what he's called you to do, you will walk in that anointing. But when you pull back into yourself, you're going to be just like this, and you're going to be pondering. So don't wait on the fire. If you want to activate the fire, you step out in faith. Amen. Step out in faith, the fire will meet you. It's like as you take that step, when your foot lands on that first step, then the fire will come. What happened when they got ready to cross the Jordan? It was not until they got their feet in the water that the water separated. That's what God wants you to do. Step out, trust, and believe, and let God be God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Because it's like... um. I had I got I had an interview for a job yesterday, and so it was a phone interview. So I was just uh, been praying to God, you know that whatever it is, you know what I'm saying. Because I've been trying to get a, uh, you know what I'm saying. A, I went to school and I never could get no job with my degree. So <laughs> and it's kind of, you know, I'm still paying for the stuff, and it's kind of, you know, frustrating or whatever. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it ain't cheap. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel you. Well, he's moving in you, sir. So just trust and believe and let the full manifestation. But see, I'm going to tell you this, though. Truly what God is preparing you is beyond that job. He, he's preparing you for some greater things. That job and or whatever else is just literally training stations so he can impart inside of you some more things for what he's really desiring to do in your life. So you just can be patient and diligent. And those are the key phrases, patience and diligence. And let him move in the manner and the capacity that he desires to move. In Jesus' name I pray. I have to take a break and get off the Amen. All right. Oh, well, sir. Me. Oh, that's the manager. My da- my daughter getting a promotion, y'all. She's gonna be the big supervisor. shot. Supervisor. You said what? Supervisor, not a manager. Excuse me. She's a supervisor. Oh my god. She's gonna be supervising people. Pray for the supervisor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's coming too. So, you're seeing things, huh? Look, <laughs> we've had this discussion. Okay. Well, this is my question. If in you, so now you look upon these, how do they respond to you? I can't hear you. It's breaking up. I said, because there has been a shift in you, in other words, you have you have grown, you have increased. So now when you look at these entities, how do they respond to you? They don't look, they just look back. They don't like, they try to get a response out of me, but they don't do anything to, like they might jump a little bit at me, but that's really about it. Because what I'm what I'm what I'm hearing is they're becoming intimidated by you. That that whereas you know it's one thing for them to be, but now they're becoming intimidated by you, and they're trying to trying to get at you. But literally, it's just like a bully. A bully is really <laughs> a bully is really hurting and upset. 
himself, so he therefore goes around and bullying people. So they're literally scared, so they're trying to scare you because they're scared. So you just continue to let the Lord increase in you because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Well, perfect example. As you continue to increase, just like you said, that demon was walking you home and got to the end of the block and said, I'm going to leave you here because your dad is home and I don't like him. Then when you start coming, they're going to go, oh, hell, here she come. Let me move. And you're going to literally see them just walking away. Now, there's going to be something that's going to challenge you. But as you're increasing, you're going to see them literally because the anointing that's growing in you, because now you're beginning to believe it yourself. You're beginning to, your relationship with God is becoming intimate and real for yourself. And they're going to be like, oh, no, I just, I choose not to deal with her because that's an issue. She's a problem. So you just continue to increase, and you continue to let the anointing of God increase, and it's through your obedience. Some plant, some water, God gives the increase. It's through your obedience and your faithfulness, and there's one word that you're really beginning to apply in your life, your diligence and your perseverance. That's what's causing the increase. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. This phone just getting on my nerves. <laughs> oh, anybody else want prayer? Anybody else want prayer going once? Anybody else want prayer going twice? Grace New Bethel. We're supposed to be um, trying to get a real church building. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So he picked out one building and um, had the inspectors go through it and pass the inspection. Surely, I'll pray for NBC. Okay. Father God, let me lift up Pastor Luster and NBC Church. Continue, 
Continue, Father God, to allow the anointing of Christ to come forth. Continue, Father God, to permeate the atmosphere with the word and your anointing. Continue, Father God, to direct their steps so they can be used by you. Continue to speak to them, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, who else wants prayer? Wilson's prayer going once. Wilson's prayer going twice. Wilson's prayer going three times. Okie dokie, Smokey. All righty. Well, somebody pray for me and we out of here. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for your well-obedient servant, Brother Sam Farley. Lord, we pray that you ever keeps your focus, as well as honoring your word as well as he is. To have total faith in you for the journey and the things that you're going to take them through and let them see. He may not understand it, but I pray his encouragement to be steadfast and focus on the lead that you give him to follow. Also pray for his household, his daughter, and also cover his steps wherever he goes. to open up his eyes and to also sharpen his vision, understanding, to set more of your will in him and to let up more of his will into you, to release more of his will to you. In the name of the Son, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you. Well, I will say au revoir, and I'll holler at y'all later. Okay, I'll be in tow. Have a blessed one. There we go.
Hello, anybody there?